our learning objective is to describe the relationship between the number of securities in a portfolio, the types of securities in a portfolio, and the riskiness of that portfolio. When we think about uh, the number of securities in a portfolio as it affects risk, we are treating the total size of the portfolio as fixed. So think of this as you have, say, a portfolio worth $100,000. And now the real question is, should that portfolio be allocated among 2, 5, 10, 20, 50 different securities? And how does that decision of the number of securities affect the overall risk? Well, a classic study was done on this back and published back in 1970. And what they did in the study is on the vertical axis, they plotted uh, the standard deviation of portfolios. And on the horizontal axis, they plotted uh, the number of securities that were in a portfolio. And so they, they randomly selected securities for portfolios of various sizes. And for each portfolio size, they then computed the arithmetic mean uh, standard deviation for that portfolio size. And then they plotted the points. And what you found is, of course, that uh, as the number of securities in the portfolio increased, the, standard de the average standard deviation of the portfolio uh, fell, init falls initially very rapidly, and then falls at an increasingly slower rate. And it slowly approaches what, what was also computed to be the standard deviation of the market portfolio. And so some of the conclusions that we walk away from this study uh, with are that on average, no amount of diversification can reduce total risk of a portfolio below that of the market portfolio. So if you think of it as, say, there's 5,000 securities in the marketplace, you can't hold any more. If you hold anything less than 5,000, then you're not quite as diversified and you will be introducing a little more risk into the portfolio. So on average, you can't get below the standard deviation of the market portfolio. You can only approach it. Second, and it doesn't show up as clearly on the graph, but the lower the commission one pays per trade, the larger the number of securities that would be optimal. That is, if we're just looking at how does adding securities to a portfolio affect the risk, and we see that every time you add a security, you reduce the risk, then it becomes a cost-benefit trade-off. If there were no cost to adding securities, then the optimal number of securities would be the largest that one could possibly attain. But as soon as you have to start paying commissions for each trade, then uh, it becomes a situation that adding more securities or dividing your portfolio up into more holdings has a cost to it, 
and at some point the cost will outweigh the benefit. Now, sometimes people try to measure diversification by the number of securities in the portfolio. So they may count and if they say there's see that there's 20 securities in a portfolio, they may say, well, that's a pretty well diversified portfolio. However, keep in mind that the number of securities is a good measure of diversification only if the portfolio value is approximately evenly distributed across all of the securities in the portfolio. As soon as you get some lopsided distribution and a few securities hold substantially more value than others, then the number of securities becomes a very inadequate measure of uh, the degree of diversification. With regard to the assets in the portfolio, it, it's clear that you need fewer assets to be reasonably diversified if your assets consist of uh, only mutual funds. Because remember, each mutual fund itself is already an incredibly diversified portfolio. With regard to funds, uh, the, you, more funds would be appropriate rather than fewer funds if you're dealing with no-load funds. If you're dealing with load funds, then uh, the, that would suggest a fewer number of securities in the portfolio. Research has also shown that you get a lot more risk reduction in a portfolio when you add international securities to the portfolio. So if we go back to that original graph that we were thinking about that had standard deviation on the vertical axis and the number of stocks in the portfolio on the horizontal axis, then the average standard deviation for different sized portfolios falls much more quickly and much further if it has international securities than if it's just limited to U.S. stocks. Let's consider some true-false questions. A truly diversified portfolio will have about the same amount of total risk as the market portfolio. Well, that one's actually true. That's, that's the objective, to create a portfolio that has approximately the same risk as the market portfolio. The number of securities in a portfolio is always a good measure of the extent of diversification in a portfolio. Well, that would be true only under the rather restrictive condition that the value of the uh, portfolio is evenly distributed across all of the holdings, a situation that would be rarely observed in a client's account. Even randomly adding securities to a portfolio will normally be expected to reduce its risk. That is a true statement. 